0: And we are back with Lisa Waters Lane coming in. She comes in with your garden questions. Just what are people talking about? What kind of questions are your neighbors asking? And so we can learn from that. So welcome to the studio, Lisa. Thank you. Got a fantastic hair thing going on today. You look <laughs> great on camera. Wow. You actually look great off camera. I was going to say I'll let that one go. Those of you that are watching this via Spotify and and, uh, Apple, that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, you see the video piece. Everyone else gets audio only. We'll describe things by many, many words over the next 10 minutes. Okay, you will. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of garden question we got? Anything good going on?
1: Well, there's always stuff going on, even in the dead of winter, there's stuff going on. Our first question is from Stacy. She wants to know, can she put wildflower seed down on top of the snow? And if she can still do that, do you still need to cover it with some mulch or dirt to keep the birds off.
0: Yeah, so that's a good. So we've got a class on that. That's the last Saturday of this of this uh, month. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We'll kind of cover that. But here's the synopsis in a nutshell, ninety seconds or less. Here's so, Stacy. Yes, it's great to put wildflower seed on top of snow. So the snow will actually take it and what happens is as the snow melts it kind of covers the seed and then as the as the ground freezes it heaves or it, it expands and then it shrinks when it when it thaws and then it, sh- it freezes so you get this expansion freeze thaw cycle and it just swallows up the seed it's great now the little secret that we teach in the class and we'll show you more hands-on this but we say buy a bag of waters premium mulch when you come in and your seed put the mulch in a wheelbarrow Mix the seed inside the mulch, so it's, you're creating your own hydro mulch, and that's the insider tip for keeping birds off. So birds are going to like, they like flower seeds, especially winter birds. So they're pecking around looking for wildflower seeds. The The bugs are all gone. So their, their protein source or their food source is seed. So you don't want to put out the world's most expensive bird seed out there. So to hide that by blending it in a wheelbarrow or or a tarp or something or your garden bucket, blend your seed and then spread that. It does two things, keeps birds off. Secondly, it helps you spread it easier. So wallflowers are really tiny. Some of them are so tiny you you can't hardly see them. Some are feathery. and want to just float away. They just kind of like that's how they're programmed. And so this allows you to spread it more evenly across that garden bed. So you get a more consistent pattern. And again, we've got a lot of different styles of wildflower seeds. We make four of our own special mixes, blend our own. And then we've got a handout. Come ask for it. We'll give it to you. Stacy, come in, visit us. We're lonely here. Come visit the garden center and get your wildflower seed. So the thing about
1: wildflower seed, you put it down now or between now and March. Um, and it's sometimes it's hard for gardeners to be patient, know, yeah. but it's not going to pop up next week. No. So you've got to be patient and understand that it needs that freeze thaw to go through the winter, but it also, it's not going to really start doing anything until we get some warmer weather yeah, to till germinate in.
0: Until it can see the sun. Mm-hmm. And so this is why this is where a lot of wildflowers like poppies, they need that freeze thaw to scarify or to crack open the hull. I've got this really hard hull. And so it needs to go through this cold. If you were to mm-hmm. wait to, prune, to, to plant those until let's say May, Too late. the poppies wouldn't come up. And so then going back to your point, wildflowers, if you're getting a good mix of wildflowers, mm-hmm. you're gonna have this wave. They don't all germinate at once. They come up in waves. So you'll see this in the wild. Oh, the poppies are in bloom. Then it's a, then it's a verbena are in bloom. And then it's a pinstamins are in bloom. So they don't all bloom at once. They're coming up at different waves or times. They're giving each other the courtesy of, okay, I'm done. Your turn. You can now show off. You get all the butterflies and hummingbirds. (laughs) Go for it. So, yeah, Yeah. good mix will be you want a perennial mix, something that Mm -hmm. goes back and grows even better next year than it did this year.
1: True. Okay. Next question is from Lindsay. we'll see if I can get it out. (laughs) Um, She purchased some insulation covers to cover some of her roses and things that she thought were maybe a little more sensitive to the winter question is, does she leave those on all winter or is it something you put on take off?
0: Yeah. So, well, most things like roses don't need that much protection unless she's up in Flagstaff or something. We're, We're not the Midwest. I mean, I know we get four seasons, but it's pretty mild. And so the ground just doesn't freeze solid. If you're lower elevations, Prescott Valley, Clarkdale, Cutwoods Sedona, you don't need that at all. They're fine. So it's a overkill. But if you're a gardener, you want to nurse your plants <laughs> and take care of them more, it's okay. You can leave them on all winter. They're They're not going to be, I would say, pull them off by March 1st. Because by then, we're still cold, but we're over that that bitter cold, and you'll see your roses, especially if you, you cold that one out, you'll see the buds, you'll probably see leaves on at that point, especially if you're protecting them. So I think most things, what most of us can do that don't have any kind of insulative cover or burlaps or some of these things, the best thing we can do, insulate the soil, keep the soil from freeze and thawing, like we mentioned for the wildflowers, it heaves. It also heaves your roots out of the ground. So if you put it like a three inch layer of of mulch, uh, compost, that will keep that ground from freezing and it insulates that plant probably enough at this altitude, insulates it enough to, and it's so much easier than covering things up with burlaps or bags or zippies or whatever they are. Mm -hmm. It's it's more effective, the plants are happier and way easier for you. So anyway, that's...
1: So I have a question about that. If you're, if you're say, a rose um, and you're putting mulch around it for winter protection, does that need to be pulled back come spring yeah. or so to kind of help with air circulation? So it depends.
0: So uh, you don't want uh, mulch or manures or, or or any kind of compost touching the barky area of a plant. Mm -hmm. Because as it starts to grow and the the ground activates, there's some bacterial things that can feed off the sugar underneath the bark. So for roses, I love shredded bark. That's Mm -hmm. really easy. It's breathable. Cedar tends to repel aphids and bugs. So we use a lot of that. We'll put it over top of the crown of certain plants. And then come spring, usually about March, we pull that back just keep it over the roots. And so, Mm -hmm. no, you should not have organic material touching the plants of the base of your trees, your shrubs, your berries are really sensitive. They don't want anything touching their, their Mm -hmm. canes, which seems counterintuitive because just come out of the ground like weeds, but Mm -hmm. they don't like, they don't like mulch and compost to touch that bark.
1: Okay. All right. Next question is from John. He wants to plant some fruit trees in his yeah, yard. John, right on. Wants to know, is it still too early to be planting? If so, when is the optimal time to plant?
0: Yeah. So John, uh, so um, now is not optimal because your inventory levels are, are terrible <laughs> right now. So we've got a few fruit trees, not a lot. That is the first truckload of plants we bring in. So I think it's two weeks out right now. So it's, it'll be the end of this month. We'll have hundreds of fruit trees. As soon as you can find them, grab them because it's a limited inventory. So especially the, the weird, funky ones. So you've got pluots. We're going to have like 10 of them all season. Grab them right away. <laughs> Nuts, uh, almonds, walnuts. Grab them right away. Don't wait. Don't think about it. Just grab it Don't and take it home with you or have us hold it while you think about where to put it because literally by the next weekend, they'll be gone. And so if you've got, you know, Macintosh apples, we'll have lots of those. Honeycrisp, the number one seller, we'll have lots of those. Less pressure, but uh, as soon as you can find them, grab them. You can put them in the ground whenever. Uh, at that point, our ground does not freeze solid here. So we might get a little skiff of ice the top layer, but it doesn't freeze. So if those roots are, are kept from freezing, you're planting it correctly, you're watering it really well go for it. You're in the planting season. I would say, ideally, fruit trees or, or actually deciduous trees, whether it's a blooming redbud, crabapple, robinia, uh, locusts, maples, aspens, those plants, if you can plant those before they leaf out, mm-hmm. put them in the ground. So when they wake up from their winter slumber, they kind of go, Whoa, what just, where, what just happened here? I've, I've been I've been teleformed into the soil over here. Whoa, what <laughs> just happened? So uh, they wake up. They going okay. Well, it must be okay. I've wintered mm-hmm. over here. I'll just grow here. And so you have less transplant shock. Mm-hmm. It's ideal if you want any hope of fruit for this coming spring. You need them in before they leaf out. Um, anyway, that's we can go into more of that as far as what age, that kind, what varieties best. But your question was when's the best time? Now. As soon as you can find them, I'd say February, March, perfect time. Great question, John. Okay, Ken and Lisa Lane, the Mountain Gardeners, be right back after this.